The Biden administration will go after patents in an effort to bring down drug prices. Michigan's governor signs two bills that increase fines for violence against healthcare workers. And North Shore Edward Elmhurst Health rebrands as Endeavor Health. It's Friday, December 8th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Biden administration has outlined circumstances in which the federal government could break the patents of drugs and license them to other manufacturers in order to lower drug prices. According to draft guidelines officially published by the Department of Commerce's National Institute of Standards and Technology today, government agencies would be empowered to consider what the rule says is reasonableness of the price when determining whether to invoke so-called margin rights. In this case, Marchin Rights allows government authorities to take over the patents of drugs developed with taxpayer money and license them to other drug makers if the price of a particular drug is deemed to be too high. Under the framework, the government will consider multiple factors, including whether drug makers are exploiting a health or safety issue by hiking up prices, or whether only a narrow set of patients can afford a drug. People familiar with the policy told Politico in a report published earlier this week that the Biden administration will not endorse widespread use of Marchin rights and is not currently planning on taking any action on individual drugs. However, the White House said in a statement that it believes quote, taxpayer-funded medications should be reasonably available and affordable, end quote, and went on to say that competition can help bring down drug costs. March and rights were introduced as a fail-safe in the Buy-Dole Act of 1980, which allows the inventors to retain the ownership of products developed with public funds. Under the law, the National Institutes of Health has the authority to seize the patents of federally funded inventions or medicines under certain circumstances. The late sponsors of the bill, former Senators Democrat Birch Bayh of Indiana and Republican Bob Dole, said in a 2002 op-ed that the law was never meant to allow the government to set the prices of drugs that came from public-private partnerships. And former NIH director Francis Collins said in 2017 that the agency did not have the authority to lower prices with margin rights. The Department of Health and Human Services and the Department of Commerce announced this past March that they would evaluate the government's margin authority following the NIH's decision not to initiate a margin proceeding for the prostate drug Extandi to bring down its cost. In a statement, the National Pharmaceutical Lobbying Group Pharma said of the new guidelines out this week, quote, this would be yet another loss for American patients who rely on public-private sector collaboration to advance new treatments and cures. It went on to say that the move would effectively send the U.S. back to a time when government research was unused and as such did not benefit anyone. The public will have 60 days to comment on the proposed guidelines.
the state of Michigan will enforce tougher penalties on individuals who assault health care workers. Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed the bipartisan House bills 4520 and 4521 on Wednesday at Sparrow Hospital in Lansing. House Bill 4520, which was introduced by Republican State Representative Mike Mueller, amends the state's penal code to increase the financial penalty for individuals who assault health care workers without a weapon. Those fines now range from $1,000 to $2,000, depending on the severity of the criminal charge. House Bill 4521 was introduced by Democratic State Representative Kelly Breen and focuses on the assault of health care professionals with a deadly weapon. That crime remains a felony with a maximum prison term of four years, but doubles the financial penalty to $4,000. The laws require hospitals, systems, and other health care facilities to post signs describing these penalties. Violence against healthcare workers has been an issue for years, but hospital administrators and employees report that the number of incidents increased during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2018, healthcare workers accounted for 73% of all non-fatal workplace injuries and illnesses attributed to violence. North Shore Edward Elmhurst Health will now be known as Endeavor Health. The Chicago area nonprofit system announced the branding change on Tuesday. The move follows the merger of North Shore University Health System, which includes Swedish Hospital and Northwest Community Healthcare, and Warrenville, Illinois based Edward Elmhurst Health in 2022, creating a $5 billion system. The system's website, signage, and uniforms, as well as communications with patients, will begin transitioning to the new brand in the coming months. Endeavor Health is the state's third largest health system with nine hospitals, more than 300 care sites, and more than 27,000 employees, including more than 7,100 physicians and advanced practice providers. It serves more than 1.3 million patients across the Chicago metropolitan area. Over the past few years, several states have either increased restrictions or effectively implemented bans on abortions. And these laws can be vague when it comes to potential exceptions, often leaving hospitals and physicians in tricky situations when emergency abortion care is necessary. On Monday's episode, I'm joined by Washington Post national healthcare reporter Dan Diamond to talk more about his reporting on the issue. Be sure to join us. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.